Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Good morning. It is so good to see you guys this morning. Thank you so much for being in a live service. Man, there is a move of the Holy Spirit going on in this place. Those of you that are tuning in from home, thank you so much for that. And also, when you're watching, thank you for sharing it with a family member that lives somewhere else. We 
see these services going by way of YouTube or by Facebook all over the country, actually in some other countries. So thank you for that. We appreciate it and we miss you. We hope to see you one Sunday morning, especially during the month of October. We feel like we've been led by the Holy Spirit to call the month of October Revival Month. There are so many weapons that the enemy has that he can use against us, weapons to distract us from what really the main thing is. We can be a lot of things, a husband, a provider, a wife, a mom, all those things. But the number one thing that we are is we are a born-again child of God. We are part of his family, serving him. We're not going to stay here forever. We're only here to come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and then to grow in our relationship with him, try to hook on to as many people as we possibly can, especially all the family members and friends, to be able to go to heaven with us one day. Well, since we do get sidetracked from that, with all the COVID months that we're behind us with difficulties and friendships breaking up and divisions over mask or no mask, and that's just a tip of the iceberg of the things that can get us away from what God wants us to be, but more than, more than do, but more than that, who God wants us to be. And what God wants us to be, who he wants us to be, are children that are madly in love with him that are growing closer in our walk with him. The church isn't just about belonging somewhere. Church is a place where, a venue, where we, uh, we tuck in a little closer. A place where we can come and we can concentrate on, I don't know what I did this week, Father, that was, caused me to feel this way, but I'm sorry just to get things straightened up is what I'm trying to say. A place where we sing and we worship him. We love him and we learn from his word and then we walk out of here under that power. I don't know what the word revival means to you. For some of us, when we say revival, you picture an old tent, an evangelist coming through town if you're that old, or a movie that you've seen where the word revival is being used. But to revive us means to reawaken us. It means to pull us in closer. God said, draw nigh unto him and he will draw nigh unto you. And you know what the Bible says is the beginning of revival? Are you ready for this? It is always singing. Isn't that something? That God would put so much power in you and I opening up our voices. Now he did not say everybody out there grab a microphone and do it. No. But he does want to hear from you. He does want you and I to open up our mouths and to sing to him. And the Bible says that they're the, one of the greatest commands that is given and the most frequent command that is given in the Bible, the only one more than this is love, is to sing. This is what he said. He said we're to sing praises, we're to sing joyfully, we're to sing a new song, we're to come into God's house with singing. He commands us, and this commandment is repeated over and over again. Psalms 5, verse 11 says this, but let all who take refuge in me, God said, rejoice, let them sing joyful praises. <clears throat> and how long are we gonna do it? Forever. Spread your protection over them, and all who love your name may be filled with joy. Father, let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you would bless us today. We pray, Father, that you'll refocus us, recenter us in you. We are so sorry for our sins. 
we're so sorry for where we failed you, where we let other things become more important and take first place in our life. You are our first love. You are our God. You are our Father. We return to you today asking you to forgive us of all of our sins. To Father, help us to be mindful of distractions and forgive us for them. Father, we pray for the people in Florida that you would bless them, all those who were devastated and displaced because of the storm, the family members who lost, who lost loved ones. We pray you bless them and bless those churches and pastors as they minister to those people down there. But Father, right now here in this place, I pray that you would bring revival. Bring revival to the souls of every person in this room and everybody, every person in this room loves and every person that everybody in this room knows. And we ask this to take place in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on.
raise our hands in the building this morning. Let's just love on Jesus this morning. We thank you. We thank
that presence that we feel in this room right now, that's the presence of God. And maybe you got invited to church this morning or drugged to church a little bit against your will. Or maybe you've been kind of sitting in the outskirts for a while, but I want you to know that God in this moment is inviting you in. He's inviting you in. And maybe you look at your own life and you feel too much guilt to allow yourself to come in. You've made too many mistakes. You've been gone from him for too long. Well, guess what? It's not how God sees it. He says, come home, be welcomed home, be loved, receive me, connect with me. He wants you. And we're talking about this idea of revival. And yes, it exists for all who feel close to God, get closer. But for those who feel far, who feel unworthy, he, he draws you in just the same. I remember sitting in a church service about 30 years ago this week, and I remember feeling like I didn't belong, like I was on the outside, that I would never be good enough, I'd never know enough for God to accept me, but He accepted me, and He'll accept you too. And if you feel like you've been gone from Him, all you have to do is in your own heart say, I am sorry, I've been gone, I'm home now, forgive me, Jesus. And that just becomes the very first step. And each day you take another step and each day you take another step and all of a sudden you'll find yourself in this very presence, the presence of your father, feeling so loved and so complete, the very thing you've spent your whole life searching for somewhere else. So come home, come home to his presence. God, we thank you that you welcome us all whether we feel like we've been wayward or not, you bring us home and you love us just the same. As if we've never been gone, as if we've never faltered and we love you for it. And this month, we want to tuck into you. We want this to be special. We truly want to experience a, a reawakening in our own individual hearts. And we ask that it would begin today, this morning with something special, not just in the room, but between each one of us and you, Father. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, church family, hello. If you would, turn and greet one another and then make your way to your seats. If you're joining us online, welcome. We would love to have you join us in person, especially in this month of October. There is something so special happening right here in this room with the presence of God. It's so thick and we do not want you to miss it. So please make plans to join us in person, especially if you're a local here, be here with us whenever you can. We are just so excited about the fall, all the things that God has in store. It's just a few days away uh, from the marriage retreat and many are signed up. We had a little opening from the venue and so we do have four or five more rooms that actually have king beds. So if you're interested in signing up for that marriage retreat, please do so. Stop by the information counter for more details or just use your church center app. But we're just glad that you're here. Welcome to God's house. When we come together as a church family, we always take a moment where we give back to God. We, we were giving to him in our worship, lifting our hands, singing songs, even if that made us a little uncomfortable. That was a gift. And another gift that we bring to the Lord is when we bring our tithes and offerings. And there are a variety of ways to give. You can see all the different directions. Church Center app is, of course, the easiest way. Um, you can also do offering drop boxes. But when we come to God's house, we should come with a gift. We should come to intending to give God something in honor and celebration of what he's done in our life that week, that month, or just, you know, all along. But when you think about 
the scriptures, there's a lot of analogies that are made between the idea of sowing and reaping. When you plant something, you get something of like kind. And so there are many of us who, are, who need to think of our resources, our money, as a seed. And we put our seed in the ground, and the ground, then it comes and it grows, right? And if we plant that seed in good, fertile ground, we're going to see a harvest. We're going to see a lot more resources growing back. And I want to assure you that the ground of Fellowship Church is fertile ground. We have the privilege of seeing so many kids, so many young people, so many families coming back to Christ on a regular basis. So when you plant your seed, your resource here, you can be confident that there's going to be growth. But what a foolish farmer would be if he took his last bag of seed and just ate it all, just fed it to his family and consumed it and had nothing to plant in that fertile ground. And so God tells us, hey, take the risk, take the seed, plant the seed where you can't see it, and then just trust that the miracle is going to come and that God's going to bring the harvest and that what you sowed you will reap in a later season. And so that's the challenge of faith. We have to have faith to do that, to believe that God's gonna bring those resources back to us. So let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you that you give us all the stuff we have. Every seed that we have is because you gave us the ability to receive it and the ability to decide what to do with it. And Lord, we choose faith. We choose trust. And so as we plant our seed in the fertile ground of the church, we ask that you would cause the seed to grow that would take root, that would produce a harvest a hundredfold, and that you would bless us while you're doing it. Take care of every need, every worry, every stress that's in this room financially, God, and just come through for us in a big way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, this month is gonna be awesome, and there is so much happening, so let's check out this video and see more about it. Parents of 4640 students, October 13th, your kids don't have school, so we thought we'd take them off your hands. So we planned a whole day at Glenwood Adventure Park. We've got buses, we've got meals provided, it's gonna be a blast. So please sign up your kid on the Church Center app today. Whether you've been here a few weeks, a few months, or maybe even longer than that, and you've never really gotten any questions answered about what Fellowship Church is all about, or maybe even just seen the rest of the building, we have a fantastic opportunity for you October 16th, we're having a guest reception between our nine and 11 o'clock services. You come, breakfast is provided, we'll meet you up with some of our staff, as well as give you a tour around the building and answer any questions you have. If this interests you, sign up on the Church Center app. If you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior and you're living your life for Him and you're wondering, what's the next step for me? Maybe that next step is baptism. Baptism isn't required by any means, it doesn't help you get to heaven anything like that. It's just a ceremony. A ceremony that says Jesus has done something special in my heart and I want my friends and family to know about it. So we're going to hold a baptism on October 23rd between the 9 and 11 o'clock services in 4640. If this is something that interests you, invite your friends and family and sign up on the Church Center app. We are so glad you chose to join us online and in person here at Fellowship Church for our Sunday morning revival series. We hope you enjoy the rest of the service. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse where they've seen me at my worst, to the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. Uh-uh. Not yet. I'm hijacking the first part of your message. God brought Tim and Rebecca into our lives <clears throat> about 30 years ago. 
They didn't have kids back then, and Tim had hair, and it was awesome. <laughs> he was a Baptist boy. They had us over before we hired, and they had Ann and I over to a little apartment here in town. I think it was Mexican food, wasn't it? I don't know. It was Cajun? Not sure we liked it or not, but anyway, <laughs> the company was great. A few months later, we hired Tim. And I don't know that there's a role that he hadn't played here at the church. I'm single adults and youth, and he's just been a utility player to, uh, to cover a lot of bases. And I'm so thankful for this man. I'm thankful for um, the fact that there's probably not a thing we hadn't talked about in the last 30 years, including each one of you. <laughs> I'm pr so proud of him, and I'm so, uh, well, I don't think Ann and I could love him and his family any more than we do. This last couple of weeks, Ann and I, along with the board of directors, have asked Tim Roseberry to change his title that he has held for all of these years as executive pastor to now be the senior co-pastor of Fellowship Church. I have a list here of his new responsibilities, <laughs> which includes the day-to-day -day ministry operations of Fellowship Church, which he has been over for many years. He is also over all the happenings in and around our church buildings for the weekend services. Tim has poured into the lives of all the people of our church for seminars and conferences, speaking on the weekends, as well as personal one-on-one -on -one counseling throughout the years. I'm not sure there's too many people hadn't been in his office or with him for coffee from time to time. He has ministered to and poured into my own family's life, including the mentoring and training of my own son. He has poured into the lives of our staff members, training them and mentoring them, encouraging them, lifting them back up. Uh, if they've ever gotten torn down, he's watched after their spiritual level and has taken them away for retreats just to get them all refueled back up. Tim has also, if you don't know it, poured into the ministry lives of the pastors that are here in our valley, meeting with them in small groups and encouraging them and inviting them to different things where they could grow themselves as pastors, more so than anyone else on our team, more so than anyone else that I know in our valley. So, Tim, um, the friendship that we've had, the loyalty, the side-by-side -side working together has been a true joy and a true gift to me from God. And um, I, just, I just can't thank you enough. And so it's Timmy time. It's Timmy time. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm going to put your cell phone up on the side screen. Here it is. Just, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but Tim, I, uh, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your family. And it has been a joy, an absolute joy to work with you now as we co-pastor into the future. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really don't have a job description. You do. It's going to be fun to watch. Everybody, I am honored to introduce to you for the first time to the stage, the co-pastor of Fellowship Church, Tim Roseberry.
I love you, buddy. Not yet. I want to say something to you, and I mean this. For the last 30 years, you have been my wingman. And this season, and on into the future, I'm going to be yours. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, 30 years, and that's 210 in dog years. <laughs> when you work with somebody this long, we have all kinds of history and stories together, uh, some which I can tell and some which I can't. Uh, when I first came on, it was super funny. I thought that I could mess with him. So uh, I, I and myself, or myself and uh, our, our youth pastor decided to pull a prank on him. And he had a, a fish tank in his office. And he had this fish food. And the, and the fish food, it looked like pencil shavings, but it stunk so bad. Now, if you've known Pastor Hooper for any period of time, you know that he hates smells that are not from the Lord. <laughs> and he, he has cologne in his truck and he has, you know, he'd make sure that he always has, you know, breath mints around and his office has candles. He, he orders candles by the box load for his office. And, you know, he has sprays. And so he's just really, really meticulous about that. And uh, uh, so we thought we would mess with him. So we took that fish food and we put it all throughout his office. We put it in his drawers. We put it in his, uh, behind his bookcase. We put, I mean, you name it. I mean, that, that stuff was everywhere. And it, you could smell it. And it was awesome because my, my office was just down the hall. And every morning he would come in and he would open the door and he's like, my Lord, it stinks in here. And he would be very vocal about it. And he would go get the spray and he would start spraying it all over, sp spraying it throughout. The and I'm just laughing like the whole time. And he did that for a good month. He did, could not find it. And every morning I started my day with Jesus and then laughing at Pastor Hooper trying to get this stink out of his office. Well, one day he opened up his drawer and he noticed these pencil shaving looking things. And he, so he smelt one and then he realized where it was coming from. And his first words out of his mouth were, Tim! <laughs> and so I had not stopped laughing that entire month. I went in laughing. and he made us pull out wherever we had hid it and, 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 and clean that, those spots. Well, the, uh, it was probably a few weeks later, he came to me in this youth pastor and he said, hey, look, guys. I uh, got a, a, a counseling session I want you guys to be a part of um, at 6 a.m. At, at the Village Inn. And uh, I just, it's a couple that see they have youth and they, you know, they really want to get involved. And I just want you guys to be able to meet them and then let's just encourage them together. So we're like, okay, well, young 20-year-olds, we don't get up at 6 o'clock. We, we hate that. So, you know, we had to get up at 5. We were there at 6. We walked into Village Inn and he wasn't there. Uh, but one of the other staff members were there, and he, he gets up, he would get up that early anyway. And, he, and we went over and we said, hey, man, we didn't know you were coming. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm here. And so we, we sat down, and he, he had this envelope, and he slid it across the table to us. And we opened it up, and I kept that letter. I'll put that up here. This is, this is what uh, was in the letter. Dear Paris and the Tim man, I hope one of you brought money to pay for your coffee this could have been a 5 a.m. meeting instead of 6, or maybe even something more creative next time. 
don't mess with me, your friend and pastor. (laughs) And I did not take his uh, heed of warning. I have messed with him every year for the last 30 years. Did you see his little fish? He drew that, I think, on paint or something. I don't know. But, uh, you know, a little bit about my story. And God, let me tell you, has been so good and so so blessed me through the years. You know, I grew up in a couple of different churches, both of which were super legalistic. Um, One was legalistic in one way and one was legalistic in another. Uh, But I, going through those years of of time in church, what I, what I did have is some people that really poured into me and blessed me and, and just, you know, helped me realize that I had a call in my life. And I felt a call to full-time ministry when I was 18 years old. And uh, then I decided to go to Bible college and the church that I was in, they had me speak one Sunday night and then they prayed over me. Here's a picture of the first time I spoke in a church. Uh, It was at First Baptist Church of Cortez. You guys got that? There it is. Look at there. I'm the one standing, not the one sitting. I look... (laughs) Look more like the one sitting now. But uh, yeah, so I was 18, uh, felt the call to ministry, and, and I went off and started uh, at Southwest Baptist University uh, in, in Bolivar, Missouri, and uh, started going to school there. And while I was there, I interviewed to work at a youth camp. It's called Pine Cove, still in existence today. It's in Tyler, Texas, an incredible camp. And so I interviewed to be a camp counselor because I really, really felt like youth ministry was kind of what I was going to start off with, but I felt like that. Uh, you know, most likely it was going to be uh, youth camp ministry. And so I went to youth camp and started uh, ministry down there, which was incredible, just an incredible experience. And it was so effective, the fact that every kid that would come in, we batted a 1,000 when it came to salvations. If a kid came in, they didn't know Jesus, they left knowing Jesus. And I knew from a very early age, because I'd heard this from so many pastors, when God calls you, he's going to call somebody else. He's going to call a partner for you, a partner in life. And so he very much uh, called uh, Rebecca as well. Um, she uh, was going to LSU at the time, and she ended up being a counselor at that same camp. Here's a picture of us uh, while we were in college. This is, uh, yeah, <laughs> and that's sweet. <laughs> I bait and switched her so hard because when she fell in love with me, I had hair. We got married, I lost it. I'm like, sorry, you're stuck. Just stuck with it. And so we ministered together at, at Pine Cove, and uh, after, after Pine Cove and after I graduated from college, uh, ended up running our own camp in Alexandria, Louisiana, which was really, really cool and, and, and a real, real blessing. And then the next picture is us right before we felt the call to come to Colorado. And so when we felt that call to come back to Colorado, it was something that was super scary. I mean, we didn't, you know, we had, didn't have much. And I remember God just specifically saying, you need to move to Grand Junction. And we didn't, we had, my, my brother was here at the time, but it didn't really make sense because Rebecca was getting a transfer in her job and didn't make sense for us to actually move, he, move to Grand Junction, but that's like what he told us. So I thought, well, how are we going to afford it? And I've told this story before and I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't even know if we can afford the U-Haul. And so back then you had to actually call your bank and get the balance, what, what, your, what your balance was. So uh, I called U-Haul first and I was like, hey, what's it going to cost to get from uh, Shreveport, Louisiana to Cortez, Colorado? $864, $864. So I called my bank. I said, hey, what's in my savings account? They looked it up, 
$864 to the dollar. So that's how I knew that the Lord was definitely behind what, what I was hearing. And so we moved to Colorado, and then I, I come here, and I actually uh, interviewed at Camp Red Club and got a job at Camp Red Cloud, which a lot of you know about Camp Red Cloud in Lake City. But on my way from Lake City back to Grand Junction, uh, I just felt like the Lord was saying, nope, that's not what you're supposed to do. And so I called him back and said, no, I'm, I'm not going to take the job. Well, at that time, we wanted to find a church home, so we came to fellowship. Uh, it was on North Avenue, right after we had moved to North Avenue. And uh, uh, actually, while we were in Elm Street, the worship pastor and I had grown up together. And so they had actually called me several times to work as a youth pastor. They wanted me to come and be a youth pastor. Well, the truth was, with my experience in church, I didn't want to work in churches. I didn't want to have anything to do with churches. Every time they call, I say, thank you so much. appreciate the offer. I don't want to do churches. I'm going to do youth camps. I'm going to do youth camps. I'm going to do youth camps. And so the first week, he said, sees me in the auditorium, the worship center, and he comes over and he says, hey, buddy, he says, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm, I'm living here now. He goes, you're kidding. And I'm like, no. He goes, we're going to have lunch. And I was like, sure we are, because you're going to ask me to teach a Bible class, aren't you? I know what you're going to do. But we went to lunch, and we went to lunch at Chelsea's Pub in the mall, if you guys remember that place. And uh, um, at that moment is when he said, we want to bring you on staff. We want to bring you on staff as a single adult pastor. And uh, uh, for, it, it, for basically a, a three-month period to see if you will work out. And uh, things did work out, and God has blessed. But the thing that was so amazing to me is as soon as I walked into Fellowship Church, I fell in love with it. Fell in love with it. And there's, there's several reasons why. The first of which is that this is a place where you can sink your roots in and grow. One of the reasons I didn't want to do ministry in church was I'd seen all these examples of pastors that were set in their pastorate and the churches that I were in, was in, and none of them lasted over a couple of years. They would stay for a year or two or three, and then they would be translated to another church and somewhere else. And, and I, I just, I was like, I don't want that. I, I want someplace where I can grow and I can sink my roots in and, and, and really, really have a mission field. That's, that's what I really saw ministry as being. And I didn't feel like I could ever find that in a church. I saw what, what that did to preacher's kids, you know, you always have the PKs running around, you're like, oh, they're such little brats. The reason they're brats is because they get uprooted every couple of years. They have to make new friends. They have to go into new schools. And I never wanted to subject my own kids to that. So I was like, you know what? I just, I don't see where church is going to be as far as ministry is going to concern is going to be in my future. I wanted to be in a ministry where I could root and spend my whole life pouring into one mission field. And Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners, stand in way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the Lord and who meditates on the law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit and seasons and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And this is what I wanted, man. I, I wanted to, to be planted and as soon as I came here, I saw that this place was different. I saw that it was set up in a way that pastors could have longevity and pour their lives into this community. Pastor Hooper has always been one that was said, our principal mission field is this valley. We don't want to send all of our resources somewhere else and see our neighbors go to hell. We want to, we want to pour into Grand Junction. And so that's, that's what we did. That's what this was all about. And here's, here's a great thing that is, that is so beautiful about our church that God has done here is the tenure of our staff. 
how long our staff has been here together. So we have 10 staff pastors on staff, 10 of us. The average, our average tenure on staff is 16.3 years. 16.3 years, isn't that incredible? And the truth is, is we have our two young hires uh, have been here six and seven years. And that brought us our average down, uh, down to 16 from 19 years. But the truth is, is they, they yeah, one just said, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the truth is, is they both grew up here. They, they were born in our church. So they've been here ever since they were, they were little and they're 24 and 27 years old now. And that is a beautiful thing. That is such a rare thing to have. And man, when you have that, there's just, there's stability and there's, there's structure and there's, there's such great uh, investment and influence that can come from, from that kind of stability and that kind of being able to pour your roots into a place. And you know what? I, I see this in all of us. We still have members that come here that were original members of our 19 people in 1989. They're still here. And for many of us, uh, we have grown here and have grown friendships that have lasted 10, 20, 30 years. Felicia Walls uh, did a video last week uh, to promote small groups. And she's talking about the fact that she's been here since seventh grade. And when she was in youth ministry, we were in the hangar. Remember that? So we put our youth in, in basically the maintenance shed. That's where they were for, for, for several years. We've all sunk our roots in and have had just this great experience of growth and our worship and our marriages and spiritual warfare through deliverance, addiction recovery, and an understanding how to be a better child of God. And my, and my kids were all born here, born into our nursery. And it's so cool because I, I, come, I walk around this place and I see memories of them too. So this is, a, this is my 27-year-old now, right? 27, Lindsay, it's 27, I have to make sure. So this is her. And she's so cute. And on our swing sets, right out there. That's, that's her, right out there, when she, was just, when she was so little. And so it was so cool to see them grow up in our children's ministry, in our youth ministry. And, and we were able to baptize them. You know, Rebecca served here on staff for 15 years before she decided that she wanted to, to be a school teacher. And, and so she's, she's actually a dean, at, a senior high dean at Caprock now. But we, we were able to baptize Lindsay and Madeline. That's Madeline there. Uh, this, we used to do our baptisms in Palisade uh, swimming pool. And so that's where we were. And then now, for me, it's so cool because not only did we get to baptize Madeline and see her grow up in the church, but she is one of those two young hires I just spoke about. And she's uh, our children's pastor in, in, in kids' church. She's the one that loves on your kids every morning and has every Sunday morning, has an incredible, uh, incredible group of volunteers that works with her in the back and team. And then this particular picture is super special too because uh, this is at a, our youth camp now uh, at Camp Cedar Edge. And so she uh, ministers there. She has this heart for youth camps. And I get to go up and just, you know, just soak it all in. I don't have to do anything anymore. I just get to show up and, and see uh, what God is doing. And it's so cool to see what God is doing. And that's what I always dreamt of. I always dreamt of, man, where can we go where we can just sink our lives into a place and see God work and that we can stay there for the long run? Uh, I prayed for that kind of longevity. And man, has God answered. And, he, and he's answered for all of us. You know, you think about where we used to be. Think about where we used to be. Where were you in your life when you first started coming to fellowship? How was your life? Where, were, where was your walk with Jesus? How far 
we have all come together. I would hate to see where myself and my family would be without God working in our lives through Fellowship Church. And God is not through with us yet, right? He's still working and we are still growing and he's still reaching people. So I wanted to go to this place where you could sink in roots. I also wanted to go to some place where the Holy Spirit was and the Holy Spirit is here. And there's churches, guys, I'm telling you, you'll go into them and you won't feel the Holy Spirit. The first time I walked into this place on 29 Road, I felt the Holy Spirit. When I, when I walk in this building, I feel the Spirit. When I walk on this property, I feel the Spirit. But I, I feel the Spirit the most in our worship services, whether it is in our children's ministry or our youth ministry or our worship center here. Man, the Holy Spirit is here. There's something special. There's something special about that. And there's something so special about our worship ministry here at Fellowship. And if you don't believe me, when you're out of town sometime, visit another church. Just visit another church. Not, not to say we're better than others, not to say that we're in competition with others, but sometimes we take for granted what we have here. We always have people that move from Junction and they always say the same thing. We can't find another fellowship church. They call us, hey, do you know a church in the area? We're, we're in this area. And I'm talking about big cities. And, they, they're like, and they'll call us a few later, years later, like, well, we finally found something. But, you know, the, piece, the speaking's good, but the music's not great. Or, or the music's great, but the speaking's not good. Or, or both of those are good, but the children's ministry's not good. Or, the, you know, the youth ministry is, isn't really, really strong. And, and, and the thing is, is God has done such a unique thing here. He's done such a beautiful thing here. And it's something that we should be so proud of, but proud in a good way. Proud that we're a part of God moving in such an incredible way. And we get to be a part of this army, this family called Fellowship Church. I love the way that we embrace the gifts of the Spirit here without getting weird. Just to be honest, which Scripture warns about in 1 Corinthians 14 I love that we believe the scripture, 2 Corinthians 3.17, that says, for the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I love that we've seen people healed in every manner, delivered from lifelong struggles. I mean, let me tell you, spiritual warfare, they don't teach that in Bible college, just so you know. They don't. And that is something that we've journeyed together starting in 2000, and we've gone on this beautiful spiritual journey of freedom uh, and many of you have been able to do that with us. I love to see how people have operated in the prophetic and through words of knowledge. I love the freedom we have. You see, one of the churches I grew up in, the Holy Spirit was treated like a ghost. Like, oh, don't let him in. And then another church I went to, it was all about the Holy Spirit and all about gifts, but they totally forgot about salvation and, and evangelism. We have such a beautiful balance here one that is so rare. Guys, it is so rare. And we're so blessed to have it. Third is that our mission statement, it's never changed. It's never changed. It's always been to connect the unconnected to Jesus Christ and together grow in full devotion to him. And through Pastor Hooper's gift of evangelism, which I don't know if I've ever seen a stronger gift of evangelism in anybody but him, it's always been about getting people to know Jesus. It's all about getting people to receive him as their personal savior. And guys, in 30 years, we have had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people come to know the saving, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We take seriously the fact that we are dealing with people's eternity. And since fellowship started in the Grand Valley, man, what a blessing. What a, what a salvation ministry this has been. And it's still our priority today. 
I grew up in a church where they had the baptismal right behind the pulpit and they would open up the stained glass and, and the pastor would get in. And we actually had that on Elm Street and on 29 Road, which pastor, oh, I got to tell this. I got, you, you got, okay, this is a really good one we did. So this just came to me, so I know it's from the spirit. So pastor, <laughs> so <laughs> one of the things, when we had the baptismal in the church, one of the things that the pastors would do is we would put on uh, waders so that we didn't have to um, mess our suits up and stuff because we used to wear suits. And, uh, so we would get in those waders and we put a white robe over us and we would get in the water and then they, the people would come down and we would baptism, baptize them during a service. Well, uh, pastor, it was pastor's day to, to do the baptism. And we thought it would be funny <laughs> to uh, put a hole in one of the feet <laughs> of his waders. You remember that, right? Yeah. And so... Now, it's funny, but when you really think about what happened, so he gets in and everything's fine, right? He's like, oh, the water's kind of warm. And then he's like, wait a second, something's not right. And so the whole time that this leg is filling up, he's having to do a baptism and trying to stay serious. So this, the, the, the waters are rising, okay? They're rising, they're rising, they're rising, they're rising. And then they get to the gate and they spill over into the other lake. And by the time baptism is over, both legs are completely filled with water. And he has to, it's so heavy because his waders are full of water that he has to like pull himself over to the side of, of the baptism. And the first thing he said was, Tim! <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. But I remember... <laughs> I remember growing up in that first church that you saw me speak in, there was that, those stained glass doors and you opened those up and there was baptisms that were going on uh, or supposed to go on, and, and, but they didn't. We, we had very few people saved. We might have one or two people baptized a year. And now we have these baptismal services in 4640 and there's just some B-roll of that. And it's families that are getting in these, uh, this pool and family members can come up and around and while, while the baptisms are taking place and, and they're a part of the prayer time and, and we're baptizing whole families together where you'll see husbands and wives and kids and just, you know, brothers and sisters and it's such, it's such a beautiful thing. And we'll do baptisms three or four times a year and we average like 50 or 60 people every time we do baptisms. That, guys, that is, that is a blessing, man. That is, that is huge. That is, that is such a, a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we're so blessed, man. We're so blessed to have a mission statement that we've never, we've never faltered from, we've never went away from. And then finally, the, the fourth thing that I just, man, and this list is not exhaustive, but the other thing that I just fell in love with was the fact that with God and each other, we can accomplish anything, anything. Look at what we have been able to build together. You know, we started in a little A-frame church on Elm Street. We remodeled a warehouse in 29 Road. We survived renting the Avalon and then built this beautiful facility on 26 acres of land on the intersection that's been called the gateway to Colorado. That is all God, and he gets all the credit for it. So as I was going through this file, I have this file that's uh, just called Ministry Keepsakes. It might as well have said Practical Jokes on Pastor Hooper. But as I was going through that, just 
I put letters in there, people that, that write me about things that God has done in their life since, started, since they've started and, and, and pictures and different things. A lot of the pictures that, are, that I found were in that. But one of the things that I used to do, and I've done this kind of throughout time when, when I'm spending time with the Lord throughout my life, is we had this thing called a prayer box. And you'd get a three-by-five card, and you would write down all of these prayer requests on it. And then... Uh, and you'd pray for them every day. And then as those things were being answered, you would, you would cross them off. So as I was going through this file, I find this card. And you can see there that there's several different, uh, several different requests. But the first one is that the building permits for the first phase and getting our occupancy would be done. Which, guys, that was a battle. Like, oh, man, that was such... That was a war to, to get even into the first building, which is the 4640 building. And then we had to have a, a 500,000 before the first of the year to be able to get into the first building. And we had to raise that. Understand, we started raising money for that. Uh, our offerings on a weekly basis might have been $5,000. I mean, that's where we started. And so we had to build and uh, uh, promote and the people of Fellowship Church sacrificially gave. And then we were able to come up with that money. And then the next one is help us to be in our building completed. It said December 20th, <laughs> but I had to cross that out. And, but we made it by January 17th. And for many of you guys, you were here for that. Like you were here that last day, right? Right before, right before we were trying to get our occupancy per permit so that we could meet in our services on 40, in where the 4640 building is now. And we had no place else to go. So it was like, we either get in this building or, or we don't have church. And it came down to the Friday before the Sunday at 5 o'clock when we got our occupancy permit. And then I was able to cross that off the list. Sometimes when we've been here for a while, we forget. We forget what God has done. We forget where we have been and how far God has taken us. And it's just super easy to just take for granted what we have. But man, man, we've been blessed. It is so cool to see what God has done. Psalms 118.23 says, this is the Lord's doing and it is wonderful to see. We don't get any credit for what's happened here. God has just so chosen to bless us. The message version says, this is, our, this is God's work we rub our eyes, we can hardly believe it. There's still times I come on this property and I go, I can't believe it. I can't believe that we get to work here. I can't believe that we get to do ministry here. I can't believe how far, how far God has brought us. I, I can't believe it, but it's all because of God. But we all did it together. We all did it together, right? We all did it together. So this month, as you've heard, it's all about revival. It's all about getting back to the basics of what is important in our life and our relationship with the Lord. It's so easy to fall away when we start thinking about that as well. But I want to ask you guys to do something for us. And that is invite people back to church. Get them back from COVID. Get them back from all that fear stuff that was going on. Get them back in person. And let's, because let, here's the thing, guys, our time here is short. 
our time is short here anyway if we live our 70 or 80 years, whatever the Lord has given us. But the truth is, is Jesus could come tomorrow. And we have a lot of people that don't know Jesus yet. You know family members and you know friends that don't know Jesus yet. And we don't want them to go through what they're gonna have to go through when Jesus comes back, right? We, we want them to be there with us celebrating at the wedding feast with Jesus. So, I wonder if you'd think of somebody right now that you could ask. Did you know the statistics say that only one out of a hundred Christians ever tell anybody about Jesus in a given year? One out of a hundred. But that's not us. So start praying for that opportunity. Get them here on a Sunday morning and then let them experience what we get to experience. Let them experience why we fell in love with this place in the first place. Let them feel the Holy Spirit. Because the truth is you probably couldn't talk them in to believing in Jesus. You don't have to. The Bible says you just plant the seed and God's gonna grow it. So let the Lord grow it. So as you bow with me this morning, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for everything you've done in our lives. We thank you for how far you've brought us. But I pray right now that you would bring to mind someone that we can invite, someone that we can get here on a Sunday morning. Someone maybe that, that has, doesn't know Jesus or maybe they know Jesus, they've just fallen away and they've just gotten out of the habit of worshiping you. And Lord, give us an opportunity to invite them. Help it not to be scary. Help it not to be uncomfortable. Help it to be something that's so easy that just comes up in conversation. And give us supernatural Holy Spirit influence that we might be able to speak into somebody's life and get them where they need to be. We love you, God. We thank you for how awesome you are. And we thank you that you're not done with us yet. Right? You're not done with us yet. You got new things that you're gonna do in all of us. Give us the boldness to do those things for you. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Thank you so much for being a part of Fellowship Church. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you have just prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with one of our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you need prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer request by texting prayer support to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this is your first time experiencing Fellowship Church or you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text fellowship to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. 
Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.